I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Off the Beat and Track podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's guest, I'm going to I'm going to throw it out there. I think probably the loveliest voice uh, I've ever sat and recorded a podcast with. Um, it's Ray Morris, and uh, and her voice is absolutely delightful. The, obviously, I've heard her sing, and that's delightful. But yeah, it's got a very very soft and welcoming and warm tone to her talking voice, which you're about to hear. Um, Ray was such a laugh. Uh, we had a really nice time, uh, and you're obviously uh, about to hear that conversation before we get on with that chat uh, a few thank yous um big thanks to sarah for putting this together um thanks to scribius pip and all my brothers and sisters at the distraction pieces network go check out the podcasts that are available on that network um there's some absolute crackers on there um including um films to be buried with hosted by brett goldstein go check that out it's an absolutely wonderful podcast um say why to drugs with dr Susie gage mama mama there's there's stacks of podcasts uh that are absolutely worthy of your ears so go check out that all over at scroobius pips distraction pieces network uh thanks to 76 for producing this podcast and obviously and always the biggest thanks go to you lot for just being really nice and supporting this podcast and and yeah doing all the things you do which is the likes the loves the shares the retweets all the all the stuff you do on the socials and yeah thanks um if it's your first time listening to this podcast when you finish listening to um my chat with ray today go and explore the back catalogue 370 episodes are available now all for free uh so you can go and listen to a real diverse range of 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 interviews from um rock stars like the foo fighters and motley crew through to producers like butch vig uh through to indie bands like idols sleeve of mods suede through to actors such as Maxine Peake, Amanda Abington, Joe Hartley, uh, Michael Smiley, Tom Davis. Um, and yeah, through to comedians, uh, Jade Adams, Maisie Adam, uh, James Acaster, Rich Wilson, Ed Gamble. There's bucket loads of stuff. So whatever you're into, I'm sure there's something there for you. So just go and have a look in the archives of this podcast. If you're feeling really generous uh, and thirsty for some more content then there's hundreds of episodes available over on my Patreon and it'll cost you a dollar a month to access all of that. Weekly stuff goes up there. You can watch all the podcasts over on Patreon. Uh, All the videos go up to these chats. Um, Yeah, and it'll cost you whatever a dollar is, 70-odd P 
a month to get all of that and yeah essentially you're supporting the podcast so any help over there would be great that's on patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash off the beat and track you can find out about all of this where we are on the socials back catalog patreon merch everything at off the beat and track podcast.com please enjoy today's episode of off the beat and track podcast with the wonderful ray morris right i've got to take a quick break in this podcast because i've got some super exciting news off the beat and track podcast is proud to go into partnership with the cacao bar from hotel chocolat that's right the cacao bar is not a chocolate bar it's all the best bits of a chocolate bar put into a really exciting new alcoholic range that's right gin vodka and a beautiful range of cream liqueurs so one of the big bonuses of this partnership is obviously I'm super thrilled to have Hotel Chocolat working with us, but they sent me a great big box of this stuff. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. Go and check it out, www.hotelchocolat.com or over on the socials at Hotel Chocolat. But yeah, in the coming months, there's going to be opportunities for you to get involved with competitions with us, to win bottles of stuff. There's loads of exciting things coming soon, and I can't be more happy to say that this podcast is in partnership with the Cacao Bar from Hotel Chocolat. All right, let's get back to the podcast. It's Off The Beat & Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Give me stew with it. Okay, we are recording, Ray. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, thank you. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. We've just had a, I've just had a little kind of rant and, and, and brought you up to speed with, with pretty much what I do for a living aside from this before pressing record. So that's all off my chest now. And I can guarantee that the next <laughs> hour is going to be about you and some marvellous records. Um, I touched upon before we press, press record about uh, how the fact that the, 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 the club that I, I'm at uh, had to shut for, for a couple of years over the pandemic. So before we sort of look way back, I just want to sort of initially touch on how you found the last sort of two years of of lockdown and such, how you found it personally and how you found it creatively. Well, I guess first off, um, personally, it's been a really important and kind of special couple of years for me um because I had a baby in during the pandemic so I'm one of those people that kind of you know used the opportunity to um to to yeah make make a child to make a new life um and it wasn't totally yeah it wasn't totally planned but it just felt like good timing I don't think that's really a possible thing with with having a child. It's never going to be like the best timing. But yeah. um, so, I, yeah, I really can't complain in, in terms of how my personal life changed and developed during that time. But yeah. um, obviously things in my career, in my music career were put on hold significantly. Um, I, I was trying to finish my record, my third record, just before the pandemic started um and so in some ways we got this kind of extra time to really finish it and perfect it but we ended up doing the last bit of recording remotely so we did some recording with a a great pianist in Birmingham but obviously couldn't be there while it was happening so there were a few things like that 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 were kind of um affected but I think 
you know, a lot of people were affected so badly during this time that I, I've got off really lightly and I'm I'm super aware of that. Um but one one thing is that we've got a studio in our house here. Um so I guess like we were kind of working from home before everybody was forced to work from home. So yeah. in that sense it, it didn't it didn't change too much for me. Yeah. Really lucky really. Lovely. Well Let's start today's playlist, uh, and I'm going to ask you, Ray, to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. So I chose Ponte de Area by Milton Nascimento, um, a song that I've only really been aware of for kind of two or three years. Um, I was introduced to it by a collaborator, a guy called Sean O'Hagan um, from the High Llamas, and um, he's done a lot of arranging work with Stereo Lab, etc. You 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 seem to know of him, which is nice. I've got a big um, High Lamas fan. Oh, great! Yes, <laughs> or maybe we can go into that because yeah, Sean's an absolute genius of a man. Um, so yeah, Sean introduced me to this song, and um, when when I was asked to to fi- figure out the best intro, it just immediately came to mind, and it's I think it's had quite an impact on me in the last couple of years as a song generally. But the more you kind of listen to it and unpick how it develops and how it begins and soars into the the whole thing it's it's quite um it's quite complex and magical and and with that in mind when you write do you how much consideration is is applied to the fact that you know you just said that you like to sort of listen to it and and insofar as like unpick it and, and work out where it's going because it's not an instant intro. It's not like the beat was going help and straight in. It's you know it's a far more. There's more of a journey to it. And and I just wonder that kind of played against. I'm playing devil's advocate. Here, played against the the everly the ever increasing speed of of people's thumbs to 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 find the next thing and to you know and, and producers saying you know chop that off of there, chop that off of there, start with this and, you know, hook them. Like, how do you approach writing and, and, and essentially the the intro? Like, how much do you consider a Spotify playlist or radio and how much, you know, do you have to sort of offset that with, well, look, this is art and this is what I'm creating. Do you know where I'm going with the question here, Ray? I'll never quite frame it right. <laughs> I think you do. I've, I've heard you say that a couple of times now listening to your <laughs> oh, podcast and yeah. I think every time it's great, it's fine. It's a good question. <laughs> Um, yeah, totally. It's it's really interesting for for me as as a musician. I don't know how interesting it is for you know the ev- everyday person listening to the radio. I guess they just want to hear the music, and yeah. that's where my brain goes sometimes. It's like I've made this song. Um, I really care about it, love it, and I'd love people to experience it. And if the kind of one minute intro is going to mean that they turn it off because they get totally bored then that's it doesn't seem quite worth it if I want them to kind of experience that so I've I've been through all sorts of different thought processes about this um in the past I was kind of encouraged by my record label and people to to make those kind of you know don't bore us get to the chorus three minute ten pop wonders and there's something really kind of brilliant about about them and and it takes a lot of skill as well to to structure them and form them um but in recent times um particularly this album that I've been making in the last couple of years um I've really understood the beauty of 
a great intro and a great outro as well and how that can make an album exist so nicely as a whole a whole thing not just a a a single or a song um but yeah it's a constant push and pull isn't it I think where I've landed with it is and my ideal situation is make the record make the whole album including those exciting interludes and moments of um you know truth I guess um and then make some seriously good radio edits yeah. <laughs> um because like then you know if, if it's the best of both worlds like the people that want to experience the record as a whole get to and then um maybe someone new discovers the music yeah. on the radio because you've chopped the front off um to me that's not too terrible perfect perfect answer <laughs> for track two I'm going to take you back and ask you, please, to tell me the first song that you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. This one was really hard, and I wonder if most people on your podcast find this hard. Everyone um, says the, the intro is the hard one. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, yeah, well, I, 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 to be honest, doing this whole thing has been, um, you know, it's taken me kind of like a week to... <laughs> Oh, to put right. it all together because it's really got me thinking and I guess um yeah my brain has been otherwise engaged in the last kind of eight months with with a baby um so it's really nice to kind of go back and just like think about what which song was it that had that impact on me right yeah. you know really try and be honest and pinpoint it so some of my choices are incredibly embarrassing because oh, that's <laughs> part of the, that's part of this podcast you're in a safe place don't worry okay thank you <laughs> I, I appreciate that so this one felt difficult because of the emotional thing and I was thinking about you know my parents and the songs that my my mum would sing to me when I was a baby and I, I can kind of I've got little memories of that um but the significant moment was when my best mate came over from Australia and played me Hide and Seek by Imogen Heap. And um, I was 14, I think that's what I put it down to. Um, And before that, I was listening to like McFly and, you know, kind of kids music, basically. No offense to McFly, but but that kind of like pop kids music. Um, And so it was the first time I, I, I think I heard something that was mature and had this kind of emotional yearning pull to in it and um just yeah just listening back to it recently has been it's been quite um quite interesting and emotional again I guess absolutely she's she's wonderful I uh have you ever heard the track that she done with I think it was Urban Species called Blanket no I haven't oh right honestly it was I think it was before because she, I think she she was in a band called Fru Fru for a while as well. Uh, I yeah. think that's how you pronounce it. I saw them. I saw them one of their early shows at a tiny little venue in, in Chelmsford. Um, and her voice was just incredible. But if you get the chance, Urban Species, Blanket, and, and Imogen sings it. Oh, wow. Kind of come out, I imagine, sort of maybe early 90s, around the kind of trip-hop kind of thing that was unfolding then and uh, oh it's it's beautiful yeah what a voice so tell me the emotion what was it it was independence maybe coming through um like connecting with my own teenage 
angst. Um, it, it's funny because at the time, like Courtney, my mate, she you know she was she's a bit older and came over from Australia, and and she was cutting my hair in the in my bedroom, you know, like giving me a cooler haircut um, and playing me this song, and I was like, you know, transforming into a into an adult almost in that very moment. Um, and I think it's something to do with the vocoder. I know that that's maybe quite basic, um, but it does have a a kind of depth to it that means that you the the vocal kind of comes through in a in a warmer kind of more impactful way. Yeah. Um, and it's the first time I'd heard a vocal effect like that, um, um. and so that was interesting. You know, to hear a female vocal that was a bit like like I guess to me I was, it was like it was a bit scuzzy. Yeah, a bit, bit kind of electronic, and um, I wasn't thinking about music in terms of a career or anything that I would do at that point. It was just cool. I just thought it was, um, yeah. just yeah, just a bit like a bit cool. <laughs> so, so up until then, Ray, like you know, you said you're listening to as, as most uh, you know young teenagers are listening to pop music. Um, what about like home? Like two questions: Where was home, and and how music? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Musical was home. So home was Blackpool. Um, and wonderful home. Um, wonderful family and had a really w- great childhood there um, and it was musical and I, I sometimes in the past I've ha- answered this question and really like annoyed my mom and dad by being like no they just yeah rubbish <laughs> um, but my dad's been playing um, clarinet and saxophone all of his life but he tells this quite funny story about it because He's been having lessons or he had lessons throughout my whole childhood um, every week. But the guy um, giving him the lessons would kind of 
say to him when he got round there, oh, can you just, can you just paint that bit of the skirting board? Or can, can you just put the, and so he'd end up doing jobs for him when he was there and not actually learn the instrument. Brilliant. Um, so he's not really progressed that well as a yeah. saxophonist. He won't mind me saying that. So, you know. He's, he's great um, at DIY now, though. <laughs> he's really good at DIY. Like, he's, he really is. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah a lot of music around and you know my mum played a bit of piano but not they're not professional musicians they had very very good normal jobs my dad was a firefighter my mum worked in the NHS um so but but it was always on the radio was always on really loud you know like that was important I think okay the song reminds you of your time at school please right so I chose Gold Lion by Yeah Yeah Yeahs um, because I again this this whole process really triggered some memories and um my brother is is three and a half years older than me and he introduced me to this song and it's one of the first ones I kind of like sit and play on piano that wasn't the classical scales that I was kind of not really into learning and um he introduced it to me um, and then I ended up kind of forming a little band with some kids at school and um, and it was the first kind of collaborative band experience that I'd had um, and we played this song. Um, so I went round to someone's house and did like a bit, a bit of a band practice. Um, and, you know, I just most, felt Most importantly, like had... Ray, what was the band called? We didn't even have a name because it was one band practice. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? I I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like being part of a a group of really players, which makes me sound awful and narcissistic. But I think I just I just wanted to do it alone. Yeah. <laughs> what do do you have any experiences of that when you were playing? Oh, in the, I, I, um, I was yeah. I was in bands throughout the whole of the nineties, and yeah, I don't know. Like I was always I was always the one in the band. Uh, and, and and I think every band needs it. You need the one guy that seems to sort of want it a bit more than all the others, and he's organised and driven, and like will be the one that will go. Look, I've I've booked band practice like for this day. I'll come and pick you all up, and like because and I was always that guy. Is that you, uh, yeah. And like and I think ultimately from that moment onwards, <laughs> I've always worked for myself. <laughs> I think I don't think I want to be around people anymore. <laughs> So, yeah, I kind of know what you mean, because I was kind of, not in a narcissistic way, but I always kind of just thought, well, I've got this idea, but I did need a band around me to facilitate it. And and I was always happy to sit in the background. But, yeah, I did always just think, yeah, maybe. I've never really thought about it. God, was I It's not that nice. It's not that nice to... (laughs) I don't think you're an arsehole. I think it's just maybe you're a control freak (laughs) like me. Probably. It's not very nice having to rely on people to like practice enough and you know make sure that they're going to turn up on time and mm. and and want it as much as you do and I think that's what stressed me out as well like I I could control my own lapse rehearsal schedule you know I yeah. I knew I could do just enough to get myself over yeah. the line but you can't what if they turn up and they're they're shit that day you know it's yeah. it's quite a scary thing so yeah the the band life for me, was was very short lived, and we didn't even make a name. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just to sort of touch on 
the AES and 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 Carano, like mm. what an incredible voice, what an incredible front person, and like and what a band. Oh my god, I saw them live at, at Leeds Festival in I think it was two thousand nine. It was my first festival, and yeah, again, just as a as a, a female vocal. Um, and, and an eye-opening experience of just like, oh, you can be like that. You can yeah. you can perform like that. You can kind of, you know, dress in that way and and be that creative. Um, it was exactly what I needed to to hear and see at that time. You know, yeah. um, because a lot of other kind of female singers in my school or um, around me were kind of quite perfect and and you know emanating like Beyonce or. Yeah, or some of the big kind of amazing, powerful soul vocals, and yeah. I just needed some like Carano yeah. influence around me. Yeah, absolutely. And and talking about school, like how was that as as you know how was that as an experience? Did you enjoy school? I th- I think I did. Um, like I know that's not the coolest answer, um, but I went to a pretty kind of like it wasn't rough, but it was just a really, really kind of normal school in Blackpool. Um, and I think I've kind of navigated it as well as I could in terms of kind of, you know, balancing the act of being an, a nerd, but kind of still managing to keep in with people that, you know, could potentially beat me up if I didn't, you know, it's that kind yeah, of totally. a, a, fine, a fine line to tread. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I, I did really want to do well. I was kind of pretty, um, like teach, I was quite teacher's pet. Um, but I, I found that if I did sport and music and kind of kept myself busy doing that, then I could kind of get away with, with, you know, wearing trainers or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That was always the most important thing, wasn't it? Like, as long as you don't have to wear your school shoes and you can wear black trainers, then that's all that matters. Oh, that's the epicentre of punk rock. I just got to wear my trainers. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Nothing else matters. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> I could just picture you lacing up your trainers, listening to the rage against the machine, just thinking, fuck you, wearing my I fucking did it. trainers. <laughs> but here's my A-star homework as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh great um i mean you, you said that you know and, and it's really interesting the way you phrased it navigated my way through school and, and it does feel like you do have to sort of navigate your way through it and and try and you know and balance that certainly if you're you know if you're a creative type and you you know you really like to you know and you you've, you've found things like the yeah yeah yeahs and and an image in heap and all of a sudden this is like all oh, right, this is kind of where I want to go with this. Like, and, and you do have to navigate your way through because there's people that are not going to understand why Carano is moving like that, dancing like that, singing like that. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's trying to keep all of them kind of, them things kind of balanced to sort of navigate your way through. So around this point of, of being academic and, and you, you mentioned sport and stuff, but the music, was that something that you'd, settled on was going to be a career choice no um no at school I was still very much undecided um slightly under encouraged I think I remember having a, a meeting where you're kind of talking about sixth form and beyond um you know future careers and stuff and I think I mentioned that music 
might be an option because I played piano and and hadn't really done much performing and the pathway was recommended to me as um you know going into music therapy because which I think is a really nice idea and and you know I'm still really interested in that but that was that was the way it was framed you know like the the performance side is totally out of the question it's like go into a a kind of um a, a more social care role um and so yeah at that you know high school I was still just wondering what I might do um it's, it's so fucked up isn't it like that you know it we was doing them careers meetings as well where you tick box stuff and then they go right so this is what you should do mine said I should join the army and it's like I was like huh like and I told them I wanted to be in a band and they were like well you know, from what you said on here, we think the military might be a, a, a good way forward. I was what? like, that's the last thing I ever wanted to do. And I remember them saying to me, well, if you can't be a, 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 in, a in a band, what else do you want to do? And I said, stuntman. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know why. It just that's great. Up. That's what I thought. I thought, what else would be fun? Stuntman. And they were like, no. But uh, nothing what a shame. was like, yeah, it's, it's so crazy that schools, I, I hope that, the, the the balance is starting to find its way through now and that when people aren't necessarily academic but you know they are really really gifted in 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 the arts that that should be really encouraged and and, and pushed but it yeah. is strange you know my, my my children are like they've just left like both just left school and and it felt exactly the same that it was academic really if it wasn't academia or sport you know the the creative side of things just certainly wasn't encouraged, and it's like, and then ah. you have to kind of navigate parenting, and kind of mm. because they're freaking out about getting these exam results, and and like my wife would be like, well, look, you know, you need to do this, you need to do this, and and I'm also thinking, oh, it don't really matter a fuck, don't worry about it, you'll be all right. Yeah. You're like it's just an exam, don't worry about it, just do what you want to do, be happy, and like, but obviously you can't just go oh, fuck it, don't worry about it, because, you know, I'm like, well, you know, just, I've done all right, you make your own way through, and... Exactly. But you, you just kind of get So, that. question for you there, I, I, for, you know, parent to parent now, it's, an, it's a new thing for me. Do, how do you encourage your creative, or kind of, um, how do you encourage creativity in your kids without pushing it on them so much that they reject it, you know, because I'm thinking my my daughter Marla is now around us making music all the time but is it going to be so annoying to her when she gets to like 17 that she's like I never want to hear another song again you know? <laughs> I've been re- I've been really kind of like because my, my wife is just somebody that sort of just listens to and I, that sounds really derogatory but just sort of listens to music and uh and you know it, it isn't an well how should I frame it isn't a nerd like me for music I'm not I'm a total anorak and right and so I didn't want to spoil music for my children so I kind of let them and there's there's two things that sort of struck me and one is and I've mentioned it on this podcast before how certain songs are woven into the fabric and just and 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 the, the, how I discovered that was maybe Eight years ago, I was just driving and the kids were in the back of the car and I had like absolute 80s on or something like that. And um, are you familiar with Aztec cameras somewhere in my heart? 
I don't think so. Can you sing me uh, a little bit of the chorus? I'm not. It's somewhere in my heart. Yeah, somewhere in my heart, there is a star that shines for you. Silver splits the blue. Uh, love will see know you it. through. Oh, you, 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 when you hear it, it, you'll go. Of course, it's a huge pop song from the eighties. It's a really, it's, okay. a, it's a beautiful okay. song, and it clearly hasn't woven its way into the fabric of song. <laughs> you ain't heard it. <laughs> no, but I, I'm. I'm terrible with, with, with I'm not but, an anorak basically, but carry on. But uh and it's also got one of the greatest ever intros. Uh but um <laughs> and, and and literally it was just on and my kids were singing it. And I just wow. turned it down and went, How do you know this song? And like TikTok. fast forward another couple of years and it would have been TikTok, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and they're like, I don't know, just know it. And I was just thinking, that's crazy that some songs just mm. sort of find and, and the other time uh, I'm a I'm a huge Smiths fan, uh, and 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 I kind of well I, I've had two things with with the Smiths and and obviously it's a, it's a, quite a strange one to navigate around Morrissey now because he's he's you know he's a bit of a kind of odd oh, I guess he was always odd but he said some pretty odd things of of recent and it's very hard to be a a, a, a lover of, of of his music and and not have to kind of address what he's been saying but yeah go back a few years and and I was just sitting there and watching some music stuff on YouTube uh with my youngest and I was like right this is the Smiths I said this this is good this is and uh, and I've got on this <laughs> video and it was like that it was it was at, I think it was like one of the last sort of Smith shows and there's all of these people with quiffs in the crowd with like throwing flowers at, at Morrissey and, and Johnny and they're all steaming on the stage and just like literally just grabbing him and loving him and and obviously wow. and I was like she was like why are they doing that I said it's a bit like One Direction but different and I was trying to explain <laughs> the difference in like kind of pop fandom of being obsessed with like a pop star but this is almost like a different these are grown men doing this it's quite odd but and then like my wife come in and was like oh what are you doing are you trying to tell my kids about the smiths and i was like yes I but fast forward to about a year ago and my youngest was walking to college uh and i was just walking to the end of the road with her and she just went do you prefer There Is A Light That Never Goes Out or This Charming Man? Right, I could have wow. cried. It's pathetic. I could have oh, cried. I just felt like, my work is done. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's the dream. Wow. There you but... go. So, so I get that's perfect. You kind of slowly introduced it. You kind of didn't put any pressure on it, showed them a few, made yeah. some One Direction comparisons, and then before you know it, they're listening off their own back. I well, love it. See, the thing is, right, see, you, you, you and your husband are cool people. You know, you're cool musotypes, well, right? So, you know, know it, but with this in mind, right, you need to remember, you're never going to be cool to your kids. Because no. I've realised this, and, like, and I'm, I'm certainly not cool, but the, the way that this happened was my eldest is 19, and she turned 18 during lockdown, uh, and wow. obviously I've got my club. And I said, you're old enough to go clubbing there. And uh, I said, you can come to my club. And she went, Dad, do you honestly think the first time I ever go clubbing, I want my dad to be DJing? And I just thought, that's oh, a really burn. good point. <laughs> 
just thought, yeah. I just thought, cast my mind back to thinking when I first went clubbing, if my dad was fucking DJing, that would have just been horrible. So, it sounds yeah. good to me. Oh. <laughs> to be honest, like my dad has been at all of my kind of teenage experiences like that because they happened as I was making music kind of you know doing gigs and being at the bar yeah. afterwards and and like and I, I I know you're correct about parents not being cool and I mm. don't think I'm ever going to be cool to to our girl but um I do think my dad's pretty cool I do Wicked. and maybe it's now that I'm kind of you know I'm 29 I've got my own child I'm looking back on it but I've never been embarrassed by my parents ever they've never embarrassed me once and I think that's a something that I will always um you know be really grateful for they've just been very cool in social situations like let my friends smoke weed in the back garden with us you know just like not not been annoying yeah (laughs) (laughs) lovely (laughs) right let's get back on to uh today's uh playlist right um tell me the first song you remember buying from a record shop please Okay, so this goes back, um, way, way, way back. Um, And it's a a snapshot in my memory. It's a moment. And I was walking out of Woolworths. uh, um, I can't remember the the name in Blackpool, but it's like right on the seafront in Blackpool. It's obviously not there anymore. And I bought a boy's own album. And I think from, I couldn't remember which one it was because musically it didn't have an impact on me. I don't think, maybe it did. But it was more about the, you know, the physical purchase and walking out. And I immediately dropped it on the floor outside Woolworths and it smashed. And I was just devastated because I just purchased this. I don't know with what money, I think maybe Christmas money. I think I would have been about six years old. So it's, yeah, where did I get this money from? Um, But it, it was devastating to me. And I think maybe that was one of the pillars in my life where I've kind of learned to look after things yeah. since that, you know, like I really love looking after my things. Um, and I, I particularly kind of m- things that mean a lot to me. And I, I think it maybe comes from immediately breaking my boy's own album as I walked yeah. out of us. <laughs> I, I just think, is there anything, I mean, one of the most tragic things you will ever see is a kid dropping an ice cream and like, yeah. <laughs> oh dear like yeah i mean i remember like literally like having like if a record fell out of its sleeve and like and just cracked on the floor oh the heartbreak and, and that's still that will still carry with me today mm. i think if i broke a record now i'd still be equally as devastated um mm. so i mean there was two choices for this one am i right um, yeah, there was a second choice that was kind of later when I was probably about 15, 16 and I would go into HMV in Blackpool as well. Um, and I was just kind of, you know, I guess I could go into town on my own again, be a bit independent. And I picked out um, PJ Harvey's Dry album um, purely because of the cover. Um, and... That, that was quite interesting just thinking back on it um I think that's the, I think the visual side of the arts and music has been a really big thing for me um I made quite a lot of 
judgments and um like introductions to things based on what the artwork looks like or you know what the 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 the, the artist looks like themselves so it was kind of it was the wet hair and the the, the flick flicking the hair back and it was just such a cool look and um, that I bought it just off the off the back of that um oh really you've yeah. not actually heard Polly's music before no, nothing yeah never heard oh. any PJ Harvey I mean you done well there didn't you I did. Yeah, I was really quite happy with that. <laughs> I mean, is that something that you think is lost a little bit in the digital age now? The the how iconic. I mean, if I think of that record sleeve, it's it's just I, I just I only ever picture that record sleeve on on vinyl. I don't picture that on a cassette or or on Spotify. Like, do you think that is something that is a little lost in 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 music now like the the impact and the power of a of a record sleeve certainly you have to think about the 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 teeny weeny square that's on everybody's devices um and yeah when you come to make that artwork it's it's worth considering it but then on the flip side you look at the platforms that we use like Instagram and I guess TikTok now as a whole visual platform it's so much about what things look like yeah. um probably more so than ever um that the you know the way you present yourself as an artist is, is really vital um but and and that can be a little bit negative as well I think yeah. that there's so much onus on that um but you, you totally that I love album artwork and I love the the liner notes and the inside sleeve artwork and that is so kind of forgotten about that even when it comes to making it you can it's like the last thing you do you just like oh, quickly yeah. like throw together the the inside artwork and um I, yeah I think as a tr- true fan or maybe not even a true fan but like a real a, a, a really kind of enthusiastic fan that's that's amazing isn't it to look yeah. through and, and read the lyrics and see who was part of the making of it and and um and who designed the artwork even like that's really important yeah. so um it is a bit sad that that's kind of not as important as it used to be yeah yeah let's move things forward a little bit to track five uh and that's planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The song that soundtracked your year's clubbing, please, right? So I didn't do that much clubbing. Um, I think because of my, like, years gigging and, and not going to uni, um, things 
kind of went quite serious and professional for, for, for me from the age of like 18, 19. Um, but I did go out a lot with my brother and his friends when I was about 16 onwards. But, um, you know, I put on my like mini dress and high heels and go out in Blackpool. Um, and it was kind of like proper indie clubs. Um, yeah. There's a there's a place called Bootleg Social now, which is a venue in Blackpool, but it used to be called Jenks. Yeah. And it's down these like really steep steps. Uh, in stairs and you'd fall down there every time and um and ju- it was just like yeah in indie music club night type thing and um I don't think the FEAR by Ian Brown was on really like on a Friday night in there but it just for me like that is just the the whole world of sound of that time um and that yeah I was introduced to to all of that yeah kind of, you know stone stone roses oasis like that that was kind of my like 15 16 yeah my soundtrack to those years is that when you kind of felt like you found your tribe I guess they weren't my tribe because they were my brother's mates yeah yeah (laughs) Um, in terms of who I was hanging out with so but 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 I, I was always like in awe of them because they were they were older than me and cooler than me and and I loved that they'd let me go out with them and 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 you know kind of be part of this thing that they had going on so I I, I did the musically I found like I I felt like I found my tribe it, I was like yeah this is this is where I belong but um I never really settled into a kind of friendship group in the same way that that they did so yeah. um I was always a bit jealous of that yeah it's a great record FEAR as well it is I think so, it made me feel clever, you know. It made me feel like <laughs> what you can spell fear. <laughs> that moment, that light bulb moment. I'm like, whoa, this is genius. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> right, okay, Ra, I'm going to take you home for track six. Um, can you please tell me a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please? I chose Lancashire Blues by Gracie Fields. And I only really came across this a couple of years ago, um, but it really came at a perfect time making this um, third album of mine and thinking a lot about Blackpool. And um, she was from Rochdale. And uh, I don't know how well you know this tune. Um, I, but I, I, she... I listened to it when I got the, the, the listen over. I hadn't heard it before. Right. Um, but yeah, she, she's, she sings in this, you know, Lancashire accent and she's talked about Rochdale and and um kind of lists various like clogs and things from Lancashire and um and I just love that she's got that like she sings with that accent and so it had quite an impact on me and um and yeah I just I just think she's really really cool who else has kind of come from from that area I'm just trying to sort of rack my brains for artists that have come from from that neck of the woods I think Graham Nash is of another course, one. Of course. Um I think I think he's maybe from Blackpool. I might I might be wrong on that. Um but I, I I'm not I got you know I I'm not a massive I I, I don't I can't talk yeah, on yeah, the subject yeah, sure, really. Um sure. I'm sure you could recommend some tunes for me to go and listen to. Like, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Afterwards. Um, so do you still live up there or have you have you sort of moved are you are you down in uh, the big smoke now? I'm I'm in London. Yeah, I I moved here when I was about 21. Um so yeah, like 8 8 years ago. Um but I still have 
basically all my family in Blackpool and um have recently been making videos and, and shooting artwork there and um yeah I spend I spend a lot of time in Blackpool still. I'm always interested the, the reason I set this podcast up and initially it had a very sort of my idea of it was going to be far different to this it was the fact that it's called Off the Beat and Track I wanted to literally do little series and each one would be on a certain location uh and an artist from that location uh and I was, I was going to start in my hometown of Essex and my first guest was who's a very good friend of mine he's, he's an, an artist called Scroobius Pip mm. uh, and he still lives around the corner uh and he was asked all the time like um so well, are you going to move to London and he's like nah, nah <laughs> I'm, I'm all right like um and and other bands from my area that that you know horrors and things like that they're straight to London and 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 you know that's where that's where it seems to happen. I just wonder, was the draw to London purely work for you, Ray? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't want to move to London at all, and and I I think I'm a bit jealous of that. That with with Scrooby's Pip and and I guess your, yourself in a way that you kind of in Essex there's there's a close proximity to London. You can kind yeah. of... I mean, in fact, we least... are only literally 25 minutes on a train. <laughs> I know, that's it. Like, you can just pop in and pop back out. And, you know, you can probably get slightly more for your money in terms of property as well. Definitely. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I think the the train, you know, it's it's expensive and three hours or more. And, um, like, I lived in Blackpool. Yeah, I, I signed my first deal at... 19 lived there till I was 21 and it was just getting really difficult with like paying for train fares all the time staying in hotels every time I was in London and I I, um ultimately met my husband Friars working together but he said recently that it was really hard we like we were friends for years um before we got together and we worked together a lot and he said it's really hard to hang out with me because I was always on the train back up to Black pool you know I was never I was either in in transit or kind of staying in a weird hotel on the other side of the city where someone had put me you know it was just a really strange life and so ultimately it was just more practical to um to to settle down here and and I I do really feel weird about it I imagine myself living in Manchester I was like oh that's you know I, I could do Manchester yeah um but everyone spoke about selling out you know if you go to london you sell out oh like, really that, that was yeah. that was a pressure oh my god it was awful it was like i i felt i felt like i'd you know committed a crime and and like oh you've changed because you've moved to the south the south <laughs> and, you know and um and i still have that a bit like i still feel a little bit kind of out of my comfort zone living in north london um but one thing i I say to myself is at least I'm close to Euston you know I can yeah I can just go and get on a train whenever I want um <laughs> but it is a thing it's totally a thing it's crazy it's crazy when you think like how small a country we are the fact that there is that in existence of like well you know what you moved down south like like you've sold that it's crazy really isn't it yeah <laughs> There's, yeah, and the, and the way that people talk about, like you know, well, the way that Northerners talk about Southerners, yeah. and vice versa, it's pretty, um, it's pretty awful. <laughs> Shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> okay, right, right. Um, for your last song, you get to be um, 
I think they're called influencers nowadays, um, or tastemaker, as I like to refer. Um, a song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear, please. So, I, again, I had two choices. I just couldn't, I couldn't decide. Um, so I'll be quick about it. Um, the first one was I Say Ray, I Love You by Yamasuki Singers. Yeah. Um, and we we had that play at our very small little wedding um so it's quite like a a meaningful one to me um and yeah when I first heard it I just couldn't believe what it was just so weird and um didn't really know what I was hearing and and every time I mention it to people they don't seem to know but but was it was that something that are you a fan of I I'd never heard it um and uh, and I heard it today and uh yeah it's beautiful like how did you discover that Ben, my husband, played it to me. Um, yeah. And I don't know where where he got it from. Um, but apparently the, the, the dude um, is Daft Punk's dad. Shut I think it's up, the, really? It's, apparently it's the guy from Daft Punk. Is it Th- Thomas, ba- how do you say the name? Ba- ba- Bangalter? I, I, I'll let you say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, people can Wikipedia this. Um, but yeah, apparently it's the Daft Punk guy's dad. Wow, um, wow. Uh, so, yeah. An interesting little album yeah. um that that yeah that i that i really love and i um, think I, I could only find the one album i couldn't find anything else yeah and it's not on it's not on apple music either i think it's all like quite um it, it's just on spotify that that yeah. one record um which is quite nice i like that yeah I like absolutely it, i find it and the other one ray the other one was um all flowers in time bend towards the sun. The sun, um, with Jeff Buckley and Elizabeth Fraser, um, and I, I heard Joe Wiley play it on the radio years ago. So I, I thought maybe it is relatively well known, but then can't find it anywhere other than YouTube. So I wondered, and it sounds to me like it's a, a, a demo, like they're just kind of yeah. working it out together, and that's what I love about it. There, there was. Um... There was so much respect for each other there between them two artists, from what I've heard. Like, I think he was obsessed with uh, Liz really? Fraser, wasn't he? And I mean, if you've only, you know, if you've got a heaven sent voice, which Jeff Buckley did, you then get to sing with Liz Fraser. I mean, come on. I mean, that's literally sent from heavens, that music, isn't it? You can hear that in the recording that they're like kind of bouncing off each other, and yeah. it, it's, there's something kind of almost sensual about it even though it's not, it doesn't sound like remotely sexy as a song yeah. but, t- together, but, but you can hear that they're just loving it and, yeah. um, and just playing about basically. Absolutely. Well, unfortunately like um, that track won't be on there cause it's not uh, on Spotify, but all the other songs, Ray, that we've spoken about today, we put on a Spotify playlist to accompany this chat. So Hopefully. people go and uh, uh, explore all the songs that we've had a natter about today and obviously go and check out your music. Um, so with that in mind, your music, um, 2022 is now fast, fastly gathering sp- uh, speed and hopefully going to continue in a, a happier, more connected and positive space than maybe the last two years have been. With that in mind, Ray, um, what, are you, what is Ray looking forward to this year and what's going to be happening professionally? Um, so, yeah, personally, I guess... I'm in this kind of new, exciting phase of being a parent and 
understanding that stuff and kind of you know not understanding some of it a lot of it and just kind of <laughs> figuring out like how to do work life and all of that um but it's fun and like you know just watching her grow and change every day I just feel like yeah incredibly lucky that I get to do that now um so that's kind of personal life I guess in a nutshell um and and then professional stuff um yeah I've got an album coming out basically um later in the year and um I'm yeah I'm, I, you know you always think it's kind of exciting and, and the best thing you've made so far but I, I do think that and I feel good about it and um and going to play some some festivals this summer and yeah it's all kind of it, it feels like a like kind of a bit normal again which is weird I, I hope that everything goes ahead and we all stay safe doing doing it all but yeah absolutely and Ray if people want to keep up to speed with everything that's going to be happening where's the best place to keep up to speed with you well I, I'm always on Instagram like the rest of the world um yeah. you know it's like just too you know constantly on Instagram so that's you know me, I, I even reply to messages I'm just a, a total addict um <laughs> And I guess like I've got like a mailing list and and all that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm even on TikTok now, which is kind of a questionable subject. But we, you that would take too long. To... <laughs> I know. Who do I think I am? <laughs> can I can I lure you over to the dark side? <laughs> well, Ray, if it's cool with you, um, we'll tag you on the Instagram post when this comes out, so people can go and find you if they haven't already. Um, Honestly, mate, I've had an absolutely lovely time. It's been delightful Me talking too. records with you, mate. And I wish you all the best for the record and, and, and the summer festivals and, and all the best in your, your lovely little life with your new baby. So, yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ray. You so tips. Take care. Thanks again. <laughs> Bye. There you go. Oh, what a delightful chat. Told you what a lovely voice Ray's got. Um, as I mentioned, obviously we know that she's got this, you know, beautiful singing voice, but yeah. Got a lovely little chat voice as well. <laughs> it was such a nice natter, that one. Um, hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, I'm sure you did. Uh, there was uh, some absolutely beautiful records uh, discussed there. You can go and check them all out over on Spotify. Just Google Off The Beat and Track and then... Uh, or st- I think the, the um, my profile's under the name Push Forward. Uh, P-U-S-H-F-W-D. Push Forward. Um yeah, go and uh, access that. Or if you just search off the beaten track, uh, you'll find it. And then you can listen to all the playlists from all the guests I've had on here as well. And when you actually look at them playlists, it's uh, it's quite mad because you get certain ones that are like the, the guest has chosen for, you know, because they, they really love them records. Like today's, you're going to start with these amazing records and then right in the middle of this playlist, you've got a boy's own track and you're like, huh? Uh, and so I think if you just sort of stumble across this and you just think, what's going on here? But hopefully that would lead anybody that had never listened to the podcast to go and explore the podcast. So uh, there's a method in that madness. Anyway, thanks ever so much for listening. <clears throat> thanks again to Ray. And uh, yeah, I'll be back next time. In the meantime, uh, be lovely to each other and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Eat a